Luxury is meant to be livable. Discover the new leather collection at Ashley with premium quality leather sofas, recliners, and more, all built to last. No matter how many spills, scuffs, or pet-related mishaps come its way, the leather collection at Ashley is made with the durability you need for the whole family. Shop the new leather collection at Ashley and find chairs starting at $499.99 and sofas at $599.99. Ashley, for the love of home. President Biden has let 6.2 million illegal aliens into the United States, according to data from the Congressional Budget Office. Biden let in 1.2 million illegal aliens in the first year, then upped it to 2.7 million in the second year, and then hit a whopping 3.3 million this past year, just through October, which means the final number for last year will inevitably be much, much higher. If the illegals that Biden alone let in over just three years were to form their own state, it would be the 18th most populous state in the union. A state formed of just Joe Biden's illegal aliens would be 7% larger than Wyoming, Vermont, Alaska, North Dakota, South Dakota, Delaware, and Rhode Island combined. We are witnessing an historic illegal invasion of our ostensibly sovereign nation. But whereas most invasions in history have been hostile, in this case, this illegal invasion is being conducted with the approval and encouragement of the President of the United States and his entire administration. I'm Michael Knowles. This is The Michael Knowles Show. Welcome back to the show. A new Amazon kids cartoon is promoting Satan. And I don't mean that in just an implicit, subliminal message kind of way. I mean, that's just the point of the show. It's called Has Been Hotel. We'll get to that in a second. First, though, while Biden is actively encouraging the largest invasion ever of our country, Greg Abbott down in Texas, the governor there, is taking matters into his own hands. So he has notified uh, the president that the federal government, quote, has broken the compact between the United States and the states. Uh, the executive, the president, has a constitutional duty to enforce federal laws protecting states, including immigration laws that are on the books right now. And Biden has refused to do that. And uh, so Governor Abbott's going to take matters into his own hands. Now, you know that Governor Abbott had already been building a very modest amount of border fencing to try to stop the flow of illegal migrants. The Biden administration would then go in, they would send border patrol agents to cut down the border fencing that had been erected by the Texas National Guard. So so already you've got the Biden administration sending in troops to open up the border, to allow more illegal aliens to flow into the country. Uh, The state of Texas then tries to put up more border fence. They sue the Biden administration. It goes all the way up to the Supreme Court. And the Supreme Court in a 5-4 decision says, no, Biden has the right to tear down Texas's border protections and to allow an invasion to come into Texas. This, obviously, the court's conservatives sided with Texas. The court's liberals, plus Chief Justice Roberts, plus Amy Barrett, I'm sorry to say, uh, sided with the libs and said, no, no, Biden can go destroy Texas's border. We need more illegals here. Uh, So 
Abbott uh, lists all of these sorts of things and then says under President Biden's lawless border policies, more than 6 million illegal immigrants have crossed our southern border in just three years. James Madison, Alexander Hamilton, and other visionaries who wrote the U.S. Constitution foresaw that states should not be left to the mercy of a lawless president who does nothing to stop external threats like cartels smuggling millions of illegal immigrants across the border. That is why the framers included both Article 4, Section 4, which promises that the federal government shall protect each state against invasion, Article 1, Section 10, Clause 3, which acknowledges the state's sovereign interest in protecting their borders. Uh, The failure of the Biden administration to fulfill these duties which reserves the right of self-defense, has led Texas to take matters into their own hands. I have already declared an invasion under Article 1, Section 10, Clause 3 to invoke Texas's constitutional authority to defend and protect itself. It goes on. Those are the highlights. Brilliant move by Abbott here because what Abbott is bringing to the center stage is not a battle between states' rights and the federal government exactly. He's, he's bringing to light a constitutional crisis. He's saying not just that certain powers are reserved to the states and certain powers are, are given to the federal government. He's saying when the federal government does not execute the law as the Constitution requires it to do, then the Constitution gives the states this particular right to defend against an invasion. So it's not some, some ambiguous matter you know, a state constitution versus the federal constitution. It's just spelled out in the constitution and in the writing of our founding fathers and the framers of our constitution. So, you know, you have an issue, Joe Biden, take it up with the constitution. This will very possibly force this back into the Supreme Court, especially as other governors sign on. Florida Governor Ron DeSantis has just come out very, very strongly said, we back Texas in, in this move. A number of other Republican governors have as well. Uh, This is brilliant. It's not only just, it's not only the right thing to do because it's wrong to allow a a mass invasion of foreigners to take over the political order of a country when the citizens have no say in that. It's not only just, it's not only legally persuasive. You just heard the arguments. They're a hell of a lot better than Joe Biden's arguments. But the key here is that it's politically brilliant. What are Joe Biden's options? Joe Biden has two options now. Joe Biden can back down after just winning at the Supreme Court. He can back down and allow the Texas National Guard to build some kind of border fencing, which will still allow a lot of illegal immigrants to come through, but not quite as many. Or Joe Biden can send federal troops to remove Texas National Guard troops from the border and to remove any kind of border fencing and to actively open up a path for an invasion of foreign nationals into the country. Which looks worse for Biden? I don't know. I mean, it's that's pretty crazy to use federal troops to encourage an invasion because Biden has been doing this from the beginning in a subtle way. He said, Surge, come to the border, please. And then he'll say, I never said that. What are you talking about? No, no, I don't. I, we are enforcing border policy. No, no, we are stopping illegal immigration. Surge, come here. Come on, Jack. We got plenty of hairy leg corn pops up here. Just bring, bring everyone. Come on, cartels. But if, if, if Biden sends federal troops to remove Texas National Guard troops to open up the border, th- that argument goes out the window. Not even the Democrats are so brazen. They can't do that with a, a straight face. And coincidentally, 
immigration is the big issue. The, the establishment media downplay this, but this has been the primary issue to motivate conservative and centrist and independent and normal voters in the West for the better part of a decade now. Mass migration is what Brexit was about. Mass migration is, is what right-wing wins and right-wing movements in Spain, Germany, Italy, Hungary, Poland, th- throughout the West have been about. Donald Trump's campaign in 2016 was about how Mexico is sending rapists and murderers and I suppose some good people to the border and we're going to stop it and build a big, beautiful wall and make Mexico pay for it and deport all of the people who shouldn't be here. And he did a pretty good job on it, actually, for the first year or two of his presidency. And then the cartels realized that the rest of the political establishment was going to stymie him. So immigration rose up again. But for the first part, it worked pretty well. And even if it didn't work at all, that is what motivated the voters. This is a major, major winning issue for conservatives. And my favorite kind of political operations are when you only leave your opponent with bad options. That's exactly what Governor Abbott has done here. And yet Democrats say, that it is us, not the people sending in the troops to open the border to flood the country with, with foreigners. No, 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 it is us, we conservatives who want to defend even the basic rule of law. We are the threat to democracy. When Trump said this is not typical, he is exactly right. This is not a typical election. And there's a massive effort to normalize this. You see the New York Times column say, well, the Trump people have a case. You see the head of J.P. Morgan Chase, the largest bank in the United States, saying, well, they, they're right about some things. You see reporters with uh, Jason Miller in the Fort Des Moines Hotel. Reminds me of a bunch of German reporters in some Munich the bar in 1935 saying, hey, Goring, he was an entertaining guy. I tell you what, he had some great stories. Nothing is normal about this at all. And you watched his speech last night. It was completely unhinged. And what I am obsessed with is stop treating him like he is a normal candidate, that this is some kind of Bob Doe, Mitt Romney. This is really Mm. not. Stop treating Trump like he's normal. Three big points in Carville's rant here. And James Carville is a major figure among the Democrat political class. First point, Trump's a Nazi. Could you imagine at a bar in Munich with the Nazis? It's just like that. He's a Nazi. Wow, really brilliant. You're, you're, you're making me see Donald Trump in a whole new and interesting light. Wow, what brilliant commentary, James Carville. Good grief. Uh, that one, you can dismiss that. Second one, we got to stop treating Trump like he's normal. He's not normal. We got to stop treating him like he's normal. The man was the president of the United States. Already. He's already been the president. He's normalized. He's normal. The man has been a major American public figure for over 40 years. The man endorsed Mitt Romney, that candidate who you suddenly have a strange new respect for. And I was a big to-do when he did that in 2012. And he was already the president. He's, he's normal. If he's not normal, then what is? These are the people who say that chopping off the genitals of a little child, that's perfectly normal. But the man who was already president, the somewhat slightly more right-wing Republican, but basically just a Republican, that's totally abnormal. But, but he gives away the game because what does he say there at the end? He said, he's not a normal Republican like Mitt Romney and Bob Dole. What do Mitt Romney and Bob Dole have in common that distinguishes them from Donald Trump? They lost. That's, I, look, I, I like Bob Dole. But that's it. That's what they mean. When, when the Democrats promote normal Republicans, they promote people who lose. 
Because in the normal operation of events in Democrats' minds, Republicans are supposed to lose because they're wrong. They're supposed to present a facade of opposition, a simulacrum of real opposition and political choice. But then when push comes to shove, at the crucial moment, they're supposed to lose. John McCain, at the crucial moment, he's supposed to vote to support Obamacare. At At the crucial moment, they're supposed to just cave. And defend Liz Cheney, she might vote with Trump a lot of the time, but at the crucial moment when political power is really in play, she's got to side with Nancy Pelosi. That's that's normal. Mitt Romney, he's yeah, nominate him and he's gonna go talk about cutting taxes, and then then the Democrats are all gonna call him a Nazi, and then he's gonna lose, and then they'll like him again. That's that's what's supposed to be normal. What's abnormal about Trump is that he won when he wasn't supposed to. And he won with a group of voters who were not supposed to be empowered, the deplorable irredeemables. And he won on an issue that you are absolutely never supposed to talk about. That is the mass migration. Now let's call it like Abbott does, an invasion of foreigners into this country to give Democrats and liberals permanent political power. You are, you are under no circumstances allowed to criticize that. That's the, that's the big threat to our democracy, suggesting that we, the American people, ought to still have a say on how our government is run. Huge, unacceptable threat to our democracy. Gear up for the great outdoors with Forlo, the brand that's revolutionizing outdoor apparel. Forlo's non-compromised, 100% American-made outdoor apparel protects your body from the elements so that your mind stays focused on the hunt, on the water, or on the trail. Your adventure starts with a solid foundation, which is why Forlo's base layer is designed to provide the comfort and insulation you need to keep going when the temperatures drop. Their uniquely breathable down layer ensures that you stay warm without overheating. And since proper protection goes beyond insulation, the final layer, a waterproof shield, completes the system. From UPF sunblocking material that shields you from harmful rays to polygene technology that masks your scent, Forlow's innovative designs and cutting-edge material ensures that you can focus on the adventure, not the elements. Their commitment to innovation and American craftsmanship will carry you beyond the known and into the unknown where the journey truly begins. Get the most out of your time in the outdoors and go to forlow.com and use code DAILYWIRE for 20% off your purchase. That's forlow.com, code DAILYWIRE. So you got the Democrats huffing and puffing. This isn't normal. Trump's a Nazi. Same old stuff you've heard forever. Then you turn to the ostensibly conservative TV channel and they're going after Trump too. How would you feel if Trump wins the nomination? 53% of Republicans will be very satisfied. But here's the problem for the former president. According to our voter analysis, 35% of Republicans said they would not vote for Donald Trump. And in a Politico article, uh, they say, with their analysis, 43% of Nikki Haley voters yesterday would vote for Joe Biden. Well, 43, so he'd get, what, the rest of that, which is a lot. So that's Fox News, ostensibly the conservative channel giving the same coverage that the Democrats are giving. Donald Trump, he's gonna, he's, he's abnormal. A huge portion of Republicans aren't gonna vote for him. This is unprecedented. We, you know, Trump, he's bound to lose. I don't believe it. I don't believe it. And the reason I don't believe this type of analysis that we're all of a sudden hearing that Trump is the presumptive nominee, uh, the reason that I don't believe that there's a huge chunk of Republicans who under no circumstances will vote for Trump is they voted for him in 2016 when that was a much riskier endeavor. That's why. Because in 2016, when we were told, and we didn't have any political data to show that Trump wasn't a Nazi, we were told he's Hitler, he's going to tear the country apart, it'll be a constitutional crisis, he's the most evil man that's ever run for president. And there was the huge 
at least in the media, never Trump movement. People who actually came out, these Republicans, they said, I will never, I will never under any circumstances ever vote for Trump. And then the vast majority of them said, okay, well, maybe I'll vote for Trump under some circumstances. Okay, that was, that was the chance for a large portion of the GOP to not vote for Trump. And they failed, thankfully, and Trump became president and he was quite good. He didn't, he didn't manage to go all the distance on his campaign promises. He only had one term. Certain things he did were not wonderful and perfect. But overall, he was the best, most conservative president of my lifetime. It's not even close. And so you, you really think if never Trump flopped in 2016 when it had all the wind in its sails, you think it's going to succeed this time? I just don't buy it. I'm not saying Trump's guaranteed to win the election. I'm just saying the notion that 35% of Republicans are not going to vote for him is crazy. Why would, why would Fox push this kind of coverage? Oh, I don't know. Maybe because Trump cost Fox $800 billion in that Dominion settlement because Trump pointed out that the election seemed a bit rigged and uh, Fox News settled out of court with people who brought defamation suits about that. That might be part of it. Maybe because there are extremely establishment Republicans who sit on the Fox News board. At best, there are also just liberal Democrats who help run Fox News. I don't know. Maybe it's because Fox News, for goodness sakes, has, has aired segments promoting transgenderism in children, transing the kids, okay? The, the notion <laughs> that, that this TV channel would represent conservatives, be able to speak with expert analysis on, on the conservative base, it's just silly. And that this is something that, that Trump has done in his entire national political career. He's exposed the silliness. He's, he's exposed the shallowness. He's exposed the, the falsity of all these people who purport to speak for the American people and defend American democracy and, and represent what is normal. They are not normal. The Beltway is not normal. Joe Biden flooding the country with foreigners is not normal. Transing little kids is not normal. Th these people who have control over the media and over the image that is projected toward the American people, they are totally bizarre. They represent extremely fringe views that are not at all popular. You know what's normal? The irredeemable, deplorable, in the middle of the country in flyover country who doesn't think that six million foreigners should flood into his country and diminish his political rights over the course of three years. That's the normal, that's the actual normal guy. And whether he succeeds or fails, Trump represents that guy. I'm not, I'm not saying Trump's going to win. I'm not saying the Trump movement's going to win. I'm not saying that that guy, that deplorable guy in the middle of the country is going to have the last laugh over the beltway lunatic. I'm just saying that's where the battle lines are. And you want to you ask me who's normal and who's abnormal? It's not even close. There is no competition. Now, speaking of the abnormality of our ruling political class and Joe Biden, Joe Biden is leaning in on abortion. The Republicans are leaning in on immigration. Joe Biden and the Democrats are leaning in on abortion. They just aired an ad about the awful, dire, terrible consequences for women of the Supreme Court's decision to stop pretending that there's a constitutional right to slaughter 800,000 babies a year. I'm an OBGYN in Texas and a mother of three wonderful children. Having this beautiful, messy, chaotic, but wonderful family, it's the joy of my life. I never thought that I would need an abortion for a planned pregnancy, but I did. Two years ago, I became pregnant with a baby I desperately wanted. At a routine ultrasound, I learned that the fetus would have a fatal condition and that there was absolutely no chance of survival. 
in Texas, you are forced to carry that pregnancy. And that is because of Donald Trump overturning Roe v. Wade. The choice was completely taken away. I was to continue my pregnancy, putting my life at risk. It's every woman's worst nightmare, and it was absolutely unbearable. We need leaders that will protect our rights and not take them away. And that's Joe Biden and Kamala Harris. I'm Joe Biden, and I approve this message. Okay, if what she said were true, that would be pretty compelling, right? I'm a mom. I'm not just one of the uh, typical abortion users. I'm not just someone who has no regard for babies and doesn't want to face any consequences from her actions and wants to divorce the ends of sex from sex. No, no, I'm a mom. I wanted this kid, but my kid had this this condition and there was a 0% chance that the kid would survive and it put my life at risk. But because of Donald Trump and then the Texas Republicans, don't forget Donald Trump didn't outlaw abortion in America. He appointed judges who recognize that there's no right to abortion anywhere, certainly not in the Constitution, and left the issue up to the states. And because of Texas, they wanted me to carry my baby to term. They wouldn't even let me murder my baby, and that risked my life. If the premise were true, I guess her argument would be somewhat compelling. The problem is if my aunt had cojones, she'd be my uncle. The problem is if my grandma had wheels, she'd be a wagon. The problem is the premise isn't true. This woman's name is Dr. Austin Denard. She's an OBGYN. I wonder if she is an abortionist herself, as a number of OBGYNs are. I don't know. I have no idea. Just kind of wondering if the woman is this fanatically pro-abortion that she would become the face of the pro-abortion movement for the president of the United States. Raises questions about her involvement with the issue. Uh, she learned that her baby, very sadly, had a condition called anencephaly, uh, which, is, which is fatal. So all that stuff might be true. The part that's not true is that it risked her life. It didn't. Anencephaly does not cause life-threatening complications. And furthermore, Texas allows for abortions when the mother faces complications that could impact her health. Not even that will very likely kill her, that could impact her health. So every political point, the, the medical point she makes, and then all the political points, completely fake news. There was a 2019 study conducted by the Journal of Clinical Medicine Research of anencephalic pregnancies, uh, that are not aborted, right, that, that do not end up with a mother killing her child as this woman wanted to do. And they found that not one of them, not one of these 28 pregnancies resulted in maternal deaths. Any complications that did occur were, were treatable. It's just totally fake. And the, the libs always have to do this. The libs always have to lie about part of it. Because the, the reality, if this woman came out and actually told the truth, which is, uh, I got pregnant, something very sad happened, and so I wanted to take the decision into my own hands and kill my baby uh, rather than just waiting it out a little bit and and uh, allowing my child to live as long as he could before he very likely would die. Uh, rather than that, she had to say, I was going to die. She, well, you weren't. You wouldn't. And the fact that they have to lie about this to, to give a moral justification for what they want to do is the proof that they know that as things stand in reality, there is no moral justification whatsoever. Now, we turn from morality to money. We got to talk about American financing. Right now, go to AmericanFinancing.net. It's 2024, and a lot of us are trying to get our finances in order. There is some great news for homeowners. Interest rates have dropped down to the fives. That's a lot lower than where they were last year. If you have been buried in high-interest credit card debt, now is the time to break free with American financing. 
American Financing can help you access the cash in your home to pay off your high-interest debt. Last year, their salary-based mortgage consultants helped customers save an average of $854 a month. That is like giving yourself a $10,000 raise. What a way to start the new year. If you start today, you may be able to delay two mortgage payments. Call American Financing today at 866-569-4711. That is 866-569-4711. Or visit AmericanFinancing.net. NMLS 182334, NMLSConsumerAccess.org. APR for rates in the five stars at 6.275% for well-qualified borrowers. Call 800-685-5696 for details about credit costs and terms. You know, when Dr. Jordan Peterson joined Daily Wire Plus, it was a major win for those who champion free speech and intellectual debate. With over one year of unparalleled output, his contributions have set new standards and remained unmatched by any other platform. Daily Wire Plus now has a vast array of exclusive Jordan Peterson content, offering hundreds of hours of captivating content you won't find anywhere else. Jordan has created thought-provoking works that reshape your perspective on life, such as his series Vision and Destiny, Marriage and Monsters, and dragons, and men, and this, and that, and there's so many ands, I don't even know where one show begins and another one ends. Additionally, you can immerse yourself in his spiritual works, including Logos and Literacy, and Jordan's groundbreaking series on the book of Exodus. That's only the beginning. I have not even mentioned his Beyond Order lecture series, well, now I have, I guess, or his extensive archive of lectures and podcasts, plus there's even more new exclusive content on the horizon. Become a Daily Wire Plus member and embark on an unforgettable experience that will fuel your thirst for knowledge and inspire personal growth like never before. Go to dailywire.com slash subscribe to become a member today. The Democrat position on abortion, which is an issue they're leaning into, is not only heinous and wrong and evil and deeply unjust, it's also pretty unpopular. Not the position that they pretend to hold, where they say, oh, I, I love babies. I would never want to kill my baby. But I just, you know, in certain very rare cases, when a threat to my life is presenting itself, then I might tragically have to accept it. That's not the Democrat view on abortion. They are lying when they say that. You want to know what the Democrat view on abortion is? They, they, they just told us in a new Marist poll. The Democrat view on abortion is that when presented with a Down syndrome baby, you know, you do a little test while the baby's in the womb and say, oh, your baby's going to have Down syndrome. Most Democrats want to murder that baby. Most of them. The question, I'll give it to you straight so you don't think I'm hiding anything here. Do you strongly support, support, oppose, or strongly oppose abortion because the child will be born with Down syndrome? 56% of Dems say they support those abortions. Only 42% oppose, not even close. Which means that most Democrats want to genocide retarded people. Not all people with mental retardation, but actually a specific group of people who can be extremely high functioning, who, according to every social scientific statistic, will report higher levels of happiness, certainly than Democrats. They say, we got to murder those people. And you know the craziest part of all? They will attack me for just using the word retarded. It occurs to me. They they certainly will attack me. There will probably be a clip from this segment from some left-wing outlet saying Michael Knowles used the word mental retardation in a precise and clinical sense. Yeah, yes, that's true. I used words clearly to express something uh, that exists in the world. You want to murder these people. (laughs) 
<laughs> are you kidding me? And they'll do it with a straight face. These are the people who, if you eat meat, they will say, oh, you're so heartless. You, you would kill a cow just to make you a hamburger? Yeah, you would murder someone for having some mental problems. You would murder them. A little baby, actually. Not even like an adult who, you know, commits a crime or something. You, would, you actually wouldn't kill the adults who commit the crimes. You would kill the little baby because he doesn't have quite as many IQ points as you wish he would. Go even further. Ask, a, ask one of these Democrats what they think about puppies. You say, hey, do you think it's wrong to kick a puppy? <gasps> of course it's wrong to kick a puppy. What kind of heartless, cruel monster would kick a puppy? Okay, what do you think about babies with some mental problems? Oh, yeah, we got to murder them all. Kill them all. Of course. Could you imagine how inconvenient they would be? They might not be exactly how you want. They might have a slight imperfection. Unlike all of us, we're just totally perfect, right? Oh, yes, we're so... Are you kidding me? Totally sick stuff. And so I will dismount my high horse for a second and move away from the moral part of this and just focus on the political part. This is a complete loser for Democrats. The abortion issue framed in the, the real way that it really uh, it is presented in the world is a huge loser for Democrats, huge winner for Republicans in all cases, but especially this. Hey, the the most vulnerable person that you could possibly imagine, not just a person, but a little baby, not just a little baby, but a little baby with particular challenges. Um, you want to murder that person? Oh yeah, we absolutely do. That is, that is as ghastly a, a political position as anyone could possibly hold. And uh, you know that the squish Republicans are going to run away from this. They're, oh, we don't want to talk about abortion. Abortion, no, it's a Democrats win on abortion. No, they don't win on this. I should hope they don't win. If Democrats win on this, if, if most Americans hold the view that most Democrats hold, which is that we should kill mentally retarded babies, we should murder mentally retarded people because they have no value at all, then forget, then forget democratic politics, I guess. Then the country's totally lost and whatever. Let's go keep our heads down before the end times. I don't think most Americans feel that way. I don't think so. At least not yet. Lean into this issue. It's the right thing to do because these people on the left are actually genocidal. But it's also going to be a political winner. It's a winner if people have courage to talk about it. The lib libs are not just implicitly embracing evil. They are now <laughs> very explicitly promoting it. There's a show that's been making the rounds on social media. It's called Has Been Hotel. It's a cartoon. It's a kid's cartoon that you can get on Amazon Prime right now. And it's a defense of the devil. Once upon a time, there was a glowing city protected by golden gates known as heaven. It was ruled by beings of pure light, angels that worshiped good and shielded all from evil. Lucifer was one of these angels. He was a dreamer with fantastical ideas for all of creation, but he was seen as a troublemaker by the elders of heaven, for they felt his way of thinking was dangerous to the order of their world. So he watched as the angels began to expand the universe in their ways. From the dust of earth they created Adam and Lilith, equals as the first of mankind. But despite this, Adam So a lot of people are going to wonder, what, Lilith? Who's Lilith? I know Adam and Eve. Who's Lilith? 
Uh, Lilith is a figure from Jewish folklore. And so it, Lilith is not a figure from scripture. Lilith is not a figure, a figure from church tradition. But Lilith appears in the Babylonian Talmud and some other Jewish folklore. And uh, she's presented as the first wife of Adam who refused to submit to Adam. Um, so already you're seeing a fairly, I mean, you've seen it from the beginning, of a fairly novel take on uh, the uh, creation story. It goes on. But despite this, Adam demanded control, and Lilith refused to submit to his will. She fled the garden. Drawn in by her fierce independence, Lucifer found her, and the two rebellious dreamers fell deeply in love. Together, they wished to share the magic of free will with humanity, offering the fruit of knowledge to Adam's new bride, Eve, who gladly accepted. But this gift came with a curse, for with this single act of disobedience, evil finally found its way into Earth. With it, a new realm of darkness and sin, and the order heaven had worked to maintain was shattered. As punishment for their reckless act, heaven cast Lucifer and his love into the dark pit he had created, never allowing him to see the good that came from humanity. There. So, <laughs> notice this little word they sneak in there. They say, uh, Lucifer and his love. But of course, L Lucifer cannot love anyone. The, the traditional understanding of this is that a love is willing the good of the other person. Uh, so Fulton Sheen, Ar Ar Archbishop Fulton Sheen, has a, a great distinction between love and sex, right? Love is about uh, another person and about uh, something outside, even outside of you and the other person. And it's about, in as much as it is about a person, it's about the whole person, right? Love gives. Sex, the way we talk about sex these days, you know, hookup culture, say, is purely about the self. In as much as it's about another person, it's just about using that other person's body to gratify the self. It's about instrumentalizing people. Uh, C.S. Lewis talks about this in the Screwtape Letters. When uh, human beings talk about desire and love, it's about a, 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 a desire for another person. When the demons talk about desire and love, it's about a desire to use the other person to devour him. It's about always coming back to the self. So there's no, there's no love in, in the traditional understanding of Lucifer. Uh, then, you know, these, these poor, hapless little rebels, you know, they're cast and they don't get to see the good that came out of their evil. But the traditional understanding is, and the true understanding is that the Garden of Eden was perfect. It was totally perfect. And sin and death pervade the world because man is tempted by Adam and abuses his free will. This, this version of Lucifer is more like a Promethean view of Lucifer. This, this view of Lucifer is that Lucifer actually helps man to achieve his true potential. And so much more good came out of it, though there was a little bit of evil too. You know, life's kind of messy, man. Uh, keep going. Only the cruel and the wicked. Ashamed, Lucifer lost his will to dream. But Lilith thrived, empowering demonkind with her voice and her songs. And as the numbers of hell grew, so did its power. Okay, you, you get it here. What's funny, from the very beginning, they say Lilith was an equal with Adam. But, it, but Eve is presented, in a way, as an equal with Adam, too, because Eve is taken from Adam's rib. So not from his head, she's not above Adam, not from his foot, she's not below Adam, it's from his rib. 
though they have different roles and they're complementary. And so she does submit to Adam. I mean, you hear this in Genesis chapter 3 when they're about to leave the Garden of Eden, and Adam is called on to love Eve. Here, though, you get a mixture of Satanism and feminism. And the, the show is listed as being for mature audiences. But do you really think kids aren't going to watch that show? I mean, I remember when I was a kid, South Park was for mature audiences. Kids loved South Park, myself included. And though there's some naughty stuff in South Park, relatively to the rest of the culture, it's not so bad because South Park has a broadly normal and conservative message. This, uh, not so much. So, the, the ride is up in arms and everyone's clutching their pearls and everyone's so shocked. Can you believe what the culture has come to that they would do this? I'm not shocked at all. None of this is surprising. None of this is new. None of this is original. This is the same thing you see in the first pages of Saul Alinsky's Rules for Radicals. Saul Alinsky's Rules for Radicals, the first edition, has just after the dedication an acknowledgement uh, to Lucifer, that first rebel who lost heaven but won himself a kingdom. Saul Alinsky is saying, I'm modeling my activism. And Saul Alinsky's left-wing activism is, is the kind of community organizing that directly inspired Hillary Clinton. She wrote letters to Saul Alinsky that inspired Barack Obama, that inspired the modern Democrat Party. He, he says, my leftist activism is Satanism, <laughs> is Luciferianism. Is we, our inspiration is not God. Our inspiration inspiration is not our Lord Jesus Christ. Our inspiration is the devil. And Amazon says, yeah, that, what he said. Okay, yeah, that's what we've been seeing from the beginning. Leftism from the beginning has been a rebellion against God. Leftism, the term, comes from the National Assembly during the French Revolution when the people on the right of the assembly hall supported the church and the king and the people on the left of the assembly hall opposed the church and the legitimate authority. It's always been about that, man. It goes all the way back to the Garden of Eden when men say, ye shall be as gods. That's what, that's what it goes back to. It goes back to the Tower of Babel when men tried to become higher than God, and in their pride, they were scattered all around the world. And had they just put themselves at the foot of Calvary on their knees, they would have actually been the inheritors of a far greater uh, gift to, to become children of God. You know, uh, Satan here in this story is just, he's motivated out of charity and love for mankind. Satan is by definition devoid of charity. It, what really happened is, and in the traditional telling, Satan is envious of man. Why is he envious of man? Some say he's envious of God's power. I don't think, maybe that's some of it. But he's also envious of man because man is, is made lower than the angels. He's fleshy. The, 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 the cartoon gets it right. In the beginning, they say, angels are pure spirit. Yeah, that's true. And man is made lower than the angels. But in the incarnation, when God becomes flesh and dwells among us, that incarnation elevates man above the angels. And Satan couldn't stand that, which is why he hates man and tempts man and is constantly trying to devour our souls, including through silly little cartoons that are now appearing on Amazon. Nothing new. It's been the story for all of history. My favorite comment yesterday is from Levan Mikadze, 4748, who says, anyone could have had a great 45% if they had Democrats voting for them in the GOP primary as well. Nikki Haley is only in there to do as much damage as possible before eventually dropping out. I totally disagree with this. I totally disagree. I, I see your point. You're saying Nikki Haley is more liberal than Trump or Nikki Haley is the more moderate. Yeah, yeah, that's obviously true. 
But not every candidate could get a bunch of Dems to vote for her in a primary. Ron DeSantis couldn't do that, probably. That, that was always DeSantis's problem in the race, is Nikki Haley is running in the anti-Trump lane, and she can credibly position herself as an anti-Trump figure who attracts never Trump, who attracts some moderate Democrats, who attracts the establishment GOP. DeSantis could never do that because, because all of those groups I just mentioned hate Donald Trump and they hate Ron DeSantis a little bit less, but they still hate him because he's kind of like Donald Trump and because he's wielded power effectively in Florida. So Nikki actually pulled off a, a pretty impressive political maneuver there by being able to consolidate all of that support. I don't think she's just in it to cause as much trouble as possible. I think she's in it because she has no incentive to drop out. I don't think she has a path to victory. She, as, as she's currently running her campaign, is certainly not representing the conservative wing of the party. She is, as she must, representing the other wing of the party. But I think she's going to stay in until she runs out of money and stops raising her name recognition and stops galvanizing support and stops setting herself up for, for a, a future political career as the opponent to Trumpism, or at, or at least having a lot of speaking tours and sitting on a lot of corporate boards. And none of that's happening right now. She is, she is only winning on all of those fronts. She'll only get out when there's an incentive to do it, and it's not happening yet. Luxury is meant to be livable. Discover the new leather collection at Ashley with premium quality leather sofas, recliners, and more, all built to last. No matter how many spills, scuffs, or pet-related mishaps come its way, the leather collection at Ashley is made with the durability you need for the whole family. Shop the new leather collection at Ashley and find chairs starting at $499.99 and sofas at $599.99. Ashley, for the love of home. Now, speaking of nothing changing on the left, Jon Stewart is returning to The Daily Show. I barely remember when Jon Stewart took over The Daily Show. I just mentioned uh, watching South Park as a kid in the 90s. In the 90s, Comedy Central was a very small TV channel, and South Park was this juggernaut that really made it a big deal. And there was another show that was pretty big for Comedy Central standards, not compared to South Park, but, but by the standards of this cable network, which was The Daily Show. And it was hosted by Craig Kilborn, and it was a funny show. And then Jon Stewart took it over in 99 or something. And he made it a big deal, not really among viewers, but among the media. The ratings were always relatively low for The Daily Show, but the right kind of people watched it. People who were working in the media would watch it. And so he got way outsized press coverage. He had a way bigger influence on politics. It became a real cultural phenomenon. I watched that show a bunch when I was a kid. He's a very funny comedian, Jon Stewart. And then he created all these spinoffs, the Stephen Colbert show and John Oliver and all these other people. And it was, it, it had a lot of influence. And then the moment Jon Stewart left that show, it completely went to pot. No one really talked about it anymore. They gave the show to Trevor Noah. He was a total flop in that position. Now, I don't even know who the host is. I think they just have a, a rotating cycle of hosts. And, and now he's back. He's coming back as an executive producer of the show and he's going to host the show one night a week. Why, why do I care? Again, not, that, not even that many people watched it back when it was a big popular show. The significance of this story is that it reminds us the Democrats have nothing new. The Democrats have nothing exciting to look forward to. The Democrats, the liberals broadly, peaked in the late 2000s. That was peak popular, lib, Democrat, American politics. 
end of Bush. Everyone's angry at Bush. Obama's coming up. He's a good looking guy and he's the first black president. And he gives speeches that impress some people, not me, but some people. And yeah, wow, hope and change. And none of that worked out. And Obama said he wanted to fundamentally transform America because obviously he hates America. (laughs) You don't want to fundamentally transform something that you love. So he succeeded largely in doing that. And since then, it's all been on the decline. Since then, you had Obama. Obama's economy was still terrible. He divided the country. He did win re-election, but then just after Trump, you had a huge reaction, or just after Obama, you had a huge reaction against him in the form of Donald Trump. Uh, The left has not recovered. How could they? What's their new idea? We're going to flood the country with more illegals. We're going to What's the new idea? We're going to oppose war. What are you talking about? Barack Obama bombed more countries than George Bush did. (laughs) The world order got much shakier under Obama than it did even under Bush. Well, we're going to, we're going to stop, you know, just subsidizing the rich. What are you talking about? Democrats are the party of the rich and Republicans are the party of deplorables and irredeemables and bitter clinging white trash that you all absolutely condemn and have nothing but disdain for. Well, yeah, okay, that's true. Well, we're the, we're the what? We're the what? You got nothing. You got nothing, guys. And so the best they can do is, is drag this poor man out of retirement and put him back in the Daily Show chair and try to recapture the magic. Magic's gone, baby. So because they're not going to get that spark back, the only thing the Democrats can do is tighten their grip on power. When you have a popular political movement and you have cohesion and you have a clear vision, you can afford a looser grip on power because people just all kind of know what they're doing and they just naturally do it and they go in the right direction and they vote for the candidates you want them to vote for and they support the policies you want them to support. When the ruling class and the people are at odds with one another and increasingly at odds, then the ruling class has to tighten that grip on power. They have to erect all sorts of fences around the Capitol and around the White House and meanwhile, they're tearing down the fences at the southern border, which is part of the reason the people hate the leaders in charge or at the very least, we're very frustrated with them. You got to start arresting Midwestern grannies for taking selfies on January 6th, the worst day ever. You got to start throwing the leader of the opposition into prison. You got to start prosecuting him. You got to start sending federal troops down to the border to stop states from exercising their constitutional right to protect themselves. You got you to really tighten that grip on power. And it, we're in January of 2024. Okay, we're in January and there are four prosecutions against the leader of the opposition and Joe Biden is contemplating sending the army in to physically remove the Texas National Guard and open up a pathway for foreigners to invade. What day is it? It's January 25th. We, we got 10 more months of this before the election and we've got 11 more months in the year. There is no sign that any of this is going to loosen up We had our first constitutional crisis before the war began, the prosecutions. We had our second constitutional crisis in the first month of the year. Can you imagine what the next month's hold? Luxury is meant to be livable. Discover the new leather collection at Ashley with premium quality leather sofas, recliners, and more, all built to last. No matter how many spills, scuffs, or pet-related mishaps come its way, the leather collection at Ashley is made with the durability you need for the whole family. Shop the new leather collection at Ashley and find chairs starting at $499.99 and sofas at $599.99. Ashley, for the love of home. Now, speaking of the Democrats tightening their grip, you know, there's a guy running against 
Joe Biden on the Democrat side. I'm not talking about Bobby Kennedy. He's running as an independent now. I'm not even talking about, you know, Marianne Williamson or some of the other fringy candidates. This is a guy, Dean Phillips, Democrat congressman, running against Joe Biden right now in a primary. And he theoretically could get some votes. You know, Dean Phillips is a guy who's voted with Joe Biden 100% of the time. And yet thinks Biden's not the man for the job right now. So he's just running to say, hey, I want to give Democrats an alternative. And the Democrats will not let this guy get his name out there. The Democrats in no way will let this guy get a fair shake. And in fact, the court has admitted to, at the Democrats' request that the, the Democrats have every right to rig their primary. So this wasn't even recently, six years ago, seven years ago, a federal judge, Williams Locke, dismissed a lawsuit against the DNC made on behalf of Bernie Sanders, against whom uh, supporters alleged the DNC rigged the primary, because they did. And the, the DNC won. The, the court said, yeah, the party has every right to rig its own primaries. And it, it does. The, the party picks the nominee. We think that it's the people who pick the nominee. It's the party that picks the nominee. And then the people are supposed to pick the president. Though I'm, I'm not sure that that always happens. The Democrats have always been a little more inclined to wield power. That's why they have mechanisms like superdelegates in their party. That's why they have ways for party bosses to maintain more control over that. Well, the Democrats control the government. And they're going to bring that philosophy. Republicans still have this philosophy that people and states should have more control and we should recognize subsidiarity and federalism and local control. And Democrats have no sense of that. And as they lose, as they lose popular support on basically every issue, they are going to bring that tightened grip philosophy to bear on every level of power that they control, which is basically all of them. Luxury is meant to be livable. Discover the new leather collection at Ashley with premium quality leather sofas, recliners, and more, all built to last. No matter how many spills, scuffs, or pet-related mishaps come its way, the leather collection at Ashley is made with the durability you need for the whole family. Shop the new leather collection at Ashley and find chairs starting at $499.99 and sofas at $599.99. Ashley, for the love of home. Now, some people are fighting back at the state level, including my guest in the Membrum Segmentum. That would be Oklahoma State Senator Dusty Devers, who is proposing outlawing porn, punishing it, and also punishing people who send adulterous sexts to one another. I think this is terrific. The rest of the show continues now. You don't want to miss it. Become a member. Use code Knowles, Canada, WLES at checkout for two months free on all annual plans. Luxury is meant to be livable. Discover the new leather collection at Ashley with premium quality leather sofas, recliners, and more, all built to last. No matter how many spills, scuffs, or pet-related mishaps come its way, the leather collection at Ashley is made with the durability you need for the whole family. Shop the new leather collection at Ashley and find chairs starting at $499.99 and sofas at $599.99. Ashley, for the love of home.